Hey everyone and welcome to MCU Fan Show episode 228. My name is Sean Gerber and I am so happy to be back with all of you. It's been a little bit of a break here on MCU Fan Show following the spoiler review for the What If season finale. But now we're back and there's going to be a lot of stuff for us to talk about between now and the end of the year. And so before I even introduce this week's topics, let's just look at the weeks ahead. So next week, we will have our spoiler review for a brand new Marvel Studios movie with Eternals hitting theaters on November 5th, which means time for a spoiler review next weekend. And then the following week, we'll be talking about whatever we learn during Disney Plus Day on Friday, November 12th. Not long after that, Marvel Studios is going to be dropping not one, but two episodes of Hawkeye on Disney Plus on November 24th, which means that we'll need to do two spoiler review episodes of MCU Fan Show that week. And then we've got new episodes of Hawkeye to cover every single week through the end of the year. But that's not all, because on December 17th, there's yet another, granted it's being released by Sony, but still a Marvel Studios MCU movie with Spider-Man No Way Home. So somewhere during that opening weekend, we will find the time in our schedule to deliver, to record, and then eventually deliver a spoiler review for that film in the midst of all of our Hawkeye spoiler reviews. And it's something we've had to do in 2021 is have multiple spoiler reviews in a given week. It's happened a few times. And I kind of love it because it just means we're getting so much of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's why the end of this year, these last couple months, they really are a fitting end to what this year has been just in terms of the sheer volume and quality of MCU stories that we have been treated to. And before I, as I continue to delay introducing this week's topics, just want to let you know about Fanshow Plus because there's been no break over there. Still getting Fanshow Plus podcasts every single week for premium subscribers via patreon.com slash Sean Gerber. That's S-E-A-N-G-E-R-B-E-R or just hit the link in our show notes. And Fanshow Plus is also available on Apple Podcasts. So if you just search for Fanshow Plus or the MCU Fanshow channel on Apple Podcasts, you can become a premium subscriber there and have access to those episodes. And so on Fanshow Plus, I cover additional MCU news, but I also cover things outside the MCU like Star Wars and DC with a lot of DC fandom coverage lately over on Fanshow Plus. So make sure you're checking that out in those places that I just mentioned. And then be sure to follow us in those places you can at Inst- or we are at, not at Instagram, we are at MCU Fanshow on Instagram and Twitter. And Instagram is where some of you were able to send in some questions for this week's podcast. And I will be answering a couple of those at the end of the show. And then if you are enjoying the podcast, we would greatly appreciate a rating and review from you over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to everyone who has already taken the time to share their review. And now, finally, what am I going to talk about this week? Well, I'm going to talk about Marvel Studios moving some release dates around. And I am also going to share, before answering a couple of your questions at the very end, I am going to share my hopes, my dreams, my wish list, the top five things that I want to see slash hear slash learn during Disney Plus Day on Friday, November 12th. Not so much predictions, maybe a little bit of that in there, but mostly just 
what can we expect to see that we would want to see, but then also things that aren't necessarily a given, but it sure would be nice if we got them during Disney Plus Day. But before I get into that, as I said, let's talk about these release date changes from Marvel Studios. And the only way I can really do this that would be at least somewhat organized is to just look at the Marvel Studios theatrical release calendar as it currently stands. And I say as it currently stands because as we have become all too familiar with, just in general, but certainly over the past couple of years, release dates are not set in stone. They are subject to change. I feel a little bit better about release dates these days as far as whether or not, I mean, again, not set in stone, but a little more solid these days than they were maybe in 2020. But nevertheless, the, they always have that qualifier that this is what is current, and it may, of course, shift as time goes on. But here is what we can look forward to and when as of right now. So the very next Marvel Studios movie on the slate, you know what it is. It's on Friday, November 5th. We get to see, finally, Eternals in theaters, and that will be followed on December 17th of this year with Spider-Man No Way Home. Granted, that is a Sony release, not Disney. But it's still Marvel Studios and still firmly in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Moving into 2022, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is still the first Marvel Studios movie of 2022. It's just coming out several weeks later than it was previously scheduled. It was scheduled for March 25th. It has now been pushed back to May 6th, a release date that once belonged to Thor Love and Thunder, which has moved to July 8th, a release date that once belonged to Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is now coming out on November 11th of 2022, a release date that once belonged to The Marvels, which is now moving to February 17th, 2023, a release date that once belonged to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but I can't say that release date because then I'd be going out of order. So after the Marvels on February 17th, 2023, we will get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on May 5th of that year. So that movie stayed put. And then we will get Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on July 28th of 2023. And again, that movie used to have a release date of February 17th. So this is the one instance in this latest release date, you can't even really call it much of a reshuffle because it's mostly just sliding things back. But here is where there was a little bit of a reshuffle and the order is different. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was going to be coming out ahead of Guardians Volume 3. Now it's not. Now it will be behind that film, which I think is okay. Even before all of this, I don't really think I was looking at a very big connection to where the order of the movies would matter between Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So I, I don't really think there's been any creative impact, and even if there has been some sort of creative impact, it was something, a riddle that Marvel Studios was confident that they could solve, and they already have, because they've made this, uh, they've gone ahead and made this move with these release dates. But really, I don't think there was any impact at all. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on July 28th, 2023. There will be one more Marvel movie that year, and it is the epic untitled Marvel due on November 3rd, 2023, formerly on November 10th. So it moved up a week. There was also 
an untitled Marvel movie that's not so epic anymore because it was set for October 6, 2023. Whatever that was, it's just been removed from the schedule. I don't really think that means a movie just literally got eliminated as far as there was a movie Marvel was going to make and now they're not making it. It's just they're not worried about that release date and everything else will just slide in uh, to release dates that would follow November 3rd, 2023. And that leads us to 2024 and it's untitled Marvel all year long in 2024 on February 16th, May 3rd, July 26th, and November 8th. So that is where we are at right now for the Marvel Studios release calendar. So what's the reason behind this latest change to the calendar from Marvel Studios? Your guess is as good as mine. I've been wondering the same thing, but not really that much because it really isn't too big of a move. We don't have a complete reshuffle, as I said, and really what we're looking at is one movie was moved back several weeks and that just set up the domino effect for everything that followed. And then just the one instance of a movie with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that went behind a movie that it was previously in front of. And as I said, I don't really think there's much of a creative impact with that switch. And I think the reason why they didn't just slide Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 back is because Guardians, that movie should be a big deal, right? It is the finale of James Gunn's iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy, a completion of that trilogy, which is not to say that the Guardian story has been confined to that trilogy. Of course, we know that they have been elsewhere, like Infinity War and Endgame. We know that some of them are going to be showing up in Thor Love and Thunder, and it may be a brief appearance. We actually don't know if it's going to be a brief appearance or exactly how much of the film they're going to be in, but they are going to be there. Regardless, though, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 does have that massive event culmination type of feel, at least for the Guardians franchise, which feels even bigger because of the way the Guardians have crossed over into Avengers territory and everything else. So that really feels like a movie that should be in the first weekend in May. And even though Marvel Studios can release a movie whenever they want, February, September, doesn't matter. Their movies can make a bunch of money. But the marquee release date still kind of is that first weekend in May. That's how it started with Iron Man in 2008. And there have been instances where maybe that didn't happen because they moved things up a week like they did for Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. But it just kind of makes sense for Guardians to be on that date. Guardians Volume 2 came out in the first weekend in May in 2017. Of course, the first movie was an August release in 2014. Historically, though, for the Ant-Man franchise or Ant-Man and Wasp franchise, it's been a July release. The first movie was July of 2015. And then the second movie was Ant-Man and the Wasp, July of 2018. And that was followed by, or now will be followed by Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in, uh, in July of 2023. So that just makes sense. Although I also would have been perfectly fine seeing that movie in February. So it's not really much of a change. As for any reason why it would have happened, the first thing you would look at, since Doctor Strange was the movie that was really effectively anyway delayed and everything else was a domino effect of that delay, does that mean that there was something up with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Was it not going to be ready in time for March 25th? And so that made the rest of this change necessary. I suppose that's possible, but I don't really think that's it. I mean, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they completed principal photography on that film 
months ago, and there either have been or will be additional photography and reshoots for it, but that's because there are for every single movie that Marvel Studios makes, and pretty much outside of Marvel Studios, every blockbuster these days has this sort of thing where they they plan for this ahead of time. This is in the schedule when they plan these things out, and same thing here for Marvel Studios and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I don't really know that there's a delay where Doctor Strange just wasn't going to be ready in time for March 25th. I feel like there's probably another reason or set of reasons at play here, and maybe it's just something as boring as distribution strategy and maybe other other things pertaining to logistics and whatever else. I don't really know what it was. I mean, there had been some talk that maybe studios were planning on winding down some production, and maybe that is the impact on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, that if they haven't done all of their additional photography and reshoots yet, were they anticipating that maybe they might not be able to for a little while and wanted to cover for that, thinking that there may be an IATSE strike that would leave them in a position where they wouldn't be able to start things on time or finish them or whatever the case may be, or even if there was a strike and it wouldn't necessarily impact the projects that have already been made, knowing it would impact anything that's about to go into production, maybe it was easier to just not worry about that and go ahead and slide things back so you have more of the calendar covered deeper into the year. Maybe that's what they were thinking, or maybe they just decided, you know what, for whatever reason, we'd rather drop Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on May 6th. We think it's a better release date for that movie. We think it's a better way to kick off our year in 2022. And we'd just rather do that in the first weekend of in the first weekend in May, even though, of course, we see Marvel Studios in previous years and in years following 2022 that they will be kicking off their year before the first weekend in May. So it's tough to say exactly why Disney and Marvel Studios have made this decision, but really the impact is pretty minimal. I think that we will be able to wait several more weeks to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I know that because of the slide on the calendar, some movies were delayed by more than just the several weeks that Doctor Strange was delayed, like waiting four more months now to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's the type of delay where, yeah, it's a little bit more of a bummer. But even so, after seeing all the delays that we saw in 2020 and fully understanding that they were obvious and necessary and not at all on the list of real problems in 2020 and 2021 for that matter. It was still disappointing as fans to see the movies just moving further and further away. And I guess maybe you could feel a little bit of that with this latest round of uh, movies sliding back on the calendar. But It's not like Black Widow being delayed indefinitely or being delayed for several months and then you get close to it and it's delayed for several more months and you never really know exactly when you're going to see it or have a lot of trouble having confidence in release dates at all. I have a lot more confidence in the general idea of release dates these days than I did a year ago. So I'm okay with these changes, not that it really matters whether or not I was okay with it. It's not like they have to consult me for approval, but I think we'll be okay. And a huge part of the reason why we're going to be okay as fans is we had so much content in 2021, and presumably there will be at least some MCU content to cover that gap between Hawkeye ending at the end of 2021 
and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness hitting theaters at the beginning of May. So somewhere within that first handful of months of the year in 2022, we're probably going to have at least one Disney Plus series, presumably Miss Marvel, but maybe something else. We're going to have, most likely anyway, I think, at least one Disney Plus series to cover some of those weeks and help with that wait for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And maybe having a little extra time in between Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, maybe it'll help to just build that anticipation that much more as Spider-Man No Way Home gives us another dose of the multiverse before we expect to, well, I mean, it looks pretty full on in Spider-Man No Way Home, but to expand on it even further in Multiverse of Madness and build that anticipation up a little more while perhaps uh, checking out some other stuff on Disney+. Plus. I think that'll work out just fine for all of us MCU fans. And so Marvel Studios, they weren't the only ones, though, making adjustments to their calendar. Sony was adding to their calendar. So right now for Sony, their next Marvel movie is Morbius, that is, which is due in theaters on January 28th of next year. And then in 2023, they already had Craven dated for January 13th, but now they've got two more movies. They are untitled Sony Marvel movies, June 23rd and October 6th of 2023. So remember, Marvel Studios had a movie on October 6th, 2023. That was a Disney release. They dropped it. Now Sony's got that release date for 2023. Does that mean maybe some cooperation between the two studios? Maybe. It certainly seems like there's a lot of things they're working together on these days. And so what are these two movies? I think the most likely candidates for those untitled release dates in 2023 would be another Venom sequel. So we had Venom Let There Be Carnage this year. And I think that two years in two years, they can turn around a Venom sequel. They would have done that between the first and second film, because, of course, the second film was due out last year, uh, two years after the first film came out in 2018. And we all know what happened and why that didn't end up uh, occurring as far as that movie being released in 2020. So Sony plans on turning around Venom sequels pretty fast. So I'm thinking that's what the October 6, 2023 movie is. Does that mean that third Venom film is a Venom versus Spider-Man movie? Possibly. Could it be a Sinister Six movie? Possibly. Um, but another movie that's out there to take up one of these release dates, I mean, maybe June 23rd is a Venom sequel, and then there's a culmination event with Venom and Sinister Six and Spider-Man on October 6th, maybe. But another thing to keep in mind is there is still that Spider-Woman movie that Olivia Wilde is attached to direct, and so 20 that's been in development long enough now that 2023 uh, seems like a possibility for that film. So that's what I'm looking at as far as what Sony may be adding to their own Marvel mix, and then we will just continue to see how much crossover there is or isn't between Sony's Spider-Man universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, uh, moving away from release dates, although not completely, because it kind of factors into the next thing I'm going to talk about, I want to discuss Disney Plus Day, and it's time to share what I'm really hoping we will get to see during this event on Friday, November 12th. Here's what's been officially announced as far as Marvel things are concerned. I'll probably share more Disney Plus Day wish list items outside of Marvel, like Star Wars and everything else. I'll probably share some of that over on Fanshow Plus. But for Marvel here on MCU Fanshow, let's look at what's official. 
we are officially getting Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on Disney Plus Friday, November 12th. So if you want to watch the movie again or for the first time, uh, November 12th is when you'll be able to do that on Disney Plus. What has also been announced is the Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day special. And it is described via an official release from Disney when they put out all their what's on or what's next on Disney Plus in October, looking forward to November. This is the official description of that show. Marvel Studios Disney Plus Day special explores the Disney Plus series of the MCU past, present and future. Notice how it didn't mention movies anywhere in that description. It just said explores the Disney Plus series of the MCU past, present, and future. So this Disney Plus Day special from Marvel Studios is just all about the Marvel Studios series. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, that any and all news will pertain only to Disney Plus series. That might be the focus of that special, although I wouldn't even be surprised if movie stuff Uh, was also part of that Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day special. But even if it's not part of that show, there could be other news, other announcements that are made during Disney Plus Day that are about Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I I wouldn't just assume that it's only going to be about Disney Plus series. I mean, even if that's how it worked out, that would be fine because I love the Marvel Studios Disney Plus series, as you all do as well. So it would be fine to just learn about Marvel Studios Disney Plus series on Disney Plus Day, and that would be enough, but I'm not going to rule out movie news also being a part of it. And so let's look at the things, and so I'm including movie things on my wish list. I'm not going to rule that out just because it wasn't mentioned in the official description for the Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day special. I am keeping it all on the table for my top five list of things that I am hoping to see slash hear slash learn about Marvel during Disney Plus Day 2021. A couple of quick qualifiers for this top five list. I am squeezing as many things into this top five list as I possibly can, so I'm going to go ahead and admit that up front. It's not just five specific projects that I want to learn more about during Disney Plus Day. It's just the different types of announcements and news and footage and those types of things that we might get. Uh, Those are the categories I'm working with here for my top five. And also, even though I have a top five and it is sort of a ranking, it's not really a ranking in the sense that it's not like as I go from five to one that it is the reverse order based on my excitement or anticipation level or anything like that. If it were based on that, everything would just be tied for first. I'm just organizing it as a top five because it's fun. And I'll explain more about why certain things rank in the spots that they're in as I get a chance to go on down the list. So let's start, though, with an honorable mention. See, I'm not even going to start with the actual top five. Honorable mention, because it's not MCU, but it's still Marvel, And this is not a thing that is guaranteed to happen on Disney Plus Day. I can't even say for sure whether or not it's even possible on Disney Plus Day. And that's why I'm just listing it as an honorable mention. And of course, more than anything else, it's it's not, technically speaking, part of the MCU. Although maybe it does sort of become connected to the MCU, just based on what we're seeing in the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. So this honorable mention, I won't drag this out any longer, 
It's the Spider-Man movie library premiering on Disney+. Plus. Will we get an announcement on Disney Plus Day that tells us when we can expect to see Sony's Spider-Man movie library on Disney Plus? We do know that it's going to happen at some point. We just don't know when. There was a deal that was made earlier this year between Disney and Sony where beginning with new films in 2022, Sony movies will go to Netflix first for their pay one window. So when a movie goes from theaters to streaming, that's the pay one window. And it used to just be premium cable, but now it accounts for streaming, of course. And so that window is normally about 18 months long. So if we look at a movie like Morbius, January of 2022, it will be in theaters and then it will go to Netflix and it would be on Netflix for 18 months. And then after the pay one window for new films starting in 2022, those movies can go to Disney's streaming service, whether that's Disney Plus or Hulu. And you're hearing this and saying, well, if it's about new movies in 2022, what does that have to do with the Spider-Man movie library? Well, the other part of the deal was that Sony library content would also be making its way and not necessarily having to wait until 2022 the library content would be making its way over to Disney's streaming platforms as those movies become available. Because, of course, when Disney and Sony struck this deal earlier this year, every movie that Sony has in its library, or most of them, are already bound to existing licensing deals. So it's a matter of those things expiring and I don't know because we're past the pay one windows for all of the Spider-Man, uh, Sony Spider-Man movies, whether we're talking about the MCU movies like Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, or we're talking about the Raimi trilogy, the Mark Webb films. I don't know the current status as far as licensing goes for all of those movies. At some point, they are going to be on Disney+, Plus, at least in the U.S., because the deal was limited to the U.S., so... At some point, that's going to happen. I don't know when. If it's possible for that to be happening between now and December 17th, that would work out really great, wouldn't it? That you have Spider-Man No Way Home, which is clearly drawing on previous eras of the Spider-Man franchise, in addition to the modern era that we've been enjoying in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wouldn't it be great if you could catch up and you could rewatch, or perhaps if you haven't seen them, watch them for the first time, those Sony Spider-Man films of years past, whether that's the Raimi trilogy or the Mark Webb films, watch those and Homecoming and Far From Home. Wouldn't it be amazing, no pun intended, if you could watch all of those on Disney Plus between November 12th and December 17th in time for Spider-Man No Way Home? That would be very, very convenient. And so if licensing contracts have worked out in such a way to allow Disney to put some, even if it's not all of them, even if it's just some of those movies on Disney Plus before Spider-Man No Way Home, Disney Plus Day would be a great place to go ahead and make that announcement. We just don't know unless you have eyes on those licensing deals for those movies. I do not. Uh, so unless you do, we just don't know when they're going to be there. It's not a question of if. Those movies are going to be there on Disney Plus in the U.S. That is going to happen. 
It's just a matter of when. And if it's early enough to be in time for, at least for some of those movies, in time for Spider-Man No Way Home, then yes, I, I do think they would go ahead and make that announcement for those premiere dates. Whichever movies they can, uh, they would make those announcements on Disney Plus Day. And even if it's not going to be in time for Spider-Man No Way Home, maybe they could just announce in 2022 the Spider Sony's uh, Spider-Man universe or you know the Spider-Man library from Sony will be on Disney Plus in 2022. That's an announcement worth making during Disney Plus Day, even if it doesn't line up as perfectly as having those movies ready on Disney Plus prior to the release of Spider-Man No Way Home. So with the honorable mention out of the way, now let's get into the actual top five. Coming in at number five, I'm going to stick with what they put in their official description, and I'm going to focus only on Disney Plus series. So what I'm looking for in the number five spot, Disney Plus series premiere dates and footage. Marvel Studios has been in production on Disney Plus series pretty much all year long. And so there are at least a few of them where they can not only say, tell us when we're going to see them, but even show us a little bit more of those series than we've seen, because some of them we haven't really seen anything from. So let's look at Miss Marvel, a series that was previously announced during Disney Investor Day last year that it would be out by the end of this year. We know that's not going to happen, but it is coming up and it should be, in theory, the very next Marvel Studios Disney Plus series, unless there's another change as far as the order of these series for whatever reason. But I think by now, Marvel Studios should be able to tell us when we're going to be able to see this show. And because they've already been all the way through production, they might as well drop a trailer. Or they can call it whatever they want. They can call it a sizzle reel. They can call it a first look, sneak peek, trailer, teaser trailer. I don't care which marketing phrase they use, but there should be a, a decent amount of footage, at least a couple minutes worth. Of, well, forget the runtime as long as it's cool, but there should be footage from Miss Marvel shown during Disney Plus Day. I mean, future is part of it, right? Past, present, and future for the MCU Disney Plus series, which I guess means maybe we'll get a cool little reel with all highlights of the stuff we have seen this year. But of course, that's all stuff that we've already seen. And then as far as present, so I'm sure that really means Hawkeye, since that's about to come out as we have Disney Plus Day on November 12th and the series premiering on November 24th. But future, Miss Marvel is right there. Premiere date and footage from Miss Marvel. I would also hope to see a premiere date and footage from She-Hulk because they've already been through production on that. So they should be able to give us a glimpse of the series. And I hope that glimpse includes a look at Tatiana Maslany as not just Jennifer Walters, but as She-Hulk. I realize that it's a CG-heavy type of thing with whenever you're dealing with Hulks in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's just the way it goes. And maybe not all of that is finished and ready to be shown, but I think they could have polished up enough of it, enough material to show in a trailer, or even if it's not necessarily in trailer or sizzle reel form, a poster, an image, whatever it might be, to give us a look at She-Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That would be really cool. But even if the all we get of She-Hulk, the character, is a still shot, then I, I do hope we get some moving footage uh, from the series in, in other spots, whether it's Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters or the other characters in the series. Hopefully we get that information from She-Hulk 
And lastly, as far as premiere dates and footage are concerned, Moon Knight, another series that's already been in production. And of course, we just want to see Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. So it's not necessarily because it would be premature for some of these to have a full on trailer. But again, I don't even know what all these marketing phrases mean anymore. They just pick whichever one they want for whatever they're dropping. But I would love to be able to see some footage from Moon Knight, and we know it's possible just based on where they are in the making of that series. So Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight, in theory, those should be the things we're talking about the most from a Disney Plus perspective, because we're not just reacting to news and premiere dates, but reacting to actual footage, although there could be some other big, splashy announcements that maybe get us talking even more than trailers for these projects. But there are other things that we would love to know a little bit more about. And they're not as far along, so maybe we wouldn't get specific release dates, but a better idea, even if it's just approximate, like the C, I mean, ideally, at least we would get the month and year of a series, but if they don't want to be that specific, then maybe just the season where we might be able to expect to see some of these other things. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, I think that covers it. We're going to see that during the holiday season next year. But if they want to give us a specific release date to look forward to, that would be awesome. I don't think they've filmed any of it yet, so I don't really know that there would be anything in terms of footage. But James Gunn usually finds a way to share something with fans. So I could see some little promotional video with James Gunn, maybe even the cast or some members of the cast or maybe a Groot, I don't know, uh, some way to give us uh, just a little bit of hype for Gar the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Secret Invasion is a series that is currently in production. I don't know if they have enough yet to really show footage, but they could give us more information. They could announce more of the cast, um, and they could announce, as I said, an, an approximate premiere date, just roughly when we might be able to expect to see the series. And that's another one where the promotional video in my head, where it's not so much footage, but maybe it's in costume, maybe it isn't, definitely in costume for one of these guys, and the reason will be obvious when I say it, but a promotional video featuring Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, ideally with Ben Mendelsohn in full costume as Talos, that video announcing anything about Secret Invasion and again, I, I say that video as if it's a thing that definitely exists, and it probably does not, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, because I kind of hope it does, and I hope we see it. Just some back and forth between those those two guys, whether it's in character as Nick Fury and Talos, or it's just the two actors, Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. I would love to see the two of them interacting in something to hype up Secret Invasion during this special. But then there's other stuff, right? There that have been other series that have been announced that we haven't really had any big updates on since Disney Investor Day last year. So Armor Wars, can we get an update on that series? Flesh out the cast a little bit, approximate premiere date. Ironheart, that's another one where we already know who's playing Ironheart. We already know that Riri Williams is being played by Dominique Thorne, and we already know that we will see Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams in Black Panther Wakanda Forever before we see Ironheart, but now's a great opportunity to go ahead and just get the hype train rolling for it. I mean, Marvel, they do just fine as far as, you know, the hype train running on time, but it would be great to get an update on Ironheart. And even if it, even if all that update is, is that we're going to get to see that series. 
I don't know, in spring 2023, whatever it may be. We could also use an update on the I Am Groot series of shorts that was announced during Disney Investor Day last year. Haven't heard anything else about it since then. So any update during Disney Plus Day would be appreciated. And Marvel Studios has officially announced Loki Season 2. So if we're talking about MCU Disney Plus series past, present, and future, well, Loki is past and future to celebrate the success of the series this year and maybe cap all of it off with an announcement that gives us a much better idea, at least slightly more specific idea, of when we can expect to see the second season. So that is the number five spot. Moving on to number four, fill in the blanks. So all of those untitled Marvel release dates, which at this point now is just one in 2023, and then four more in 2024, can we please fill at least some of those in? And so maybe this isn't during the Marvel Studios Disney Plus Day special show, whatever that is that seems to be uh, focusing specifically on Disney Plus. Maybe it's somewhere else in the Disney Plus Day festivities. But can we get some of those release dates filled in? So let's just start with the closest one, November 3rd, 2023. It would be great to at least close out 2023 and know every Marvel movie that we're getting for the next couple of years. And if they want to be generous and share, I don't think they would share all four, but if we could get like two of the 2024 movies, February 16th and May 3rd, that would be swell. And if they do fill in any blanks during Disney Plus Day, I really hope that Blade is one of them. Right now, it's a movie that we just know exists and we know who's starring in it but we've been waiting for it to get a specific spot on the release calendar, and it just hasn't happened. So if we get any of these untitled Marvel release dates becoming an actual movie that's been announced, I would love for Blade to be one of them. And if we're getting more than one, I would also love for Fantastic Four to be one of them. And I would be happy with Fantastic Four or Blade, uh, and I think I'd be equally happy, but it would be great if we could get release dates for each of them because those are Marvel movies that have been officially announced just without release dates. And here Marvel is sitting on these open release dates. Let's go ahead and assign a couple of those to Blade and Fantastic Four. But there are other ones as well, other movies that we know exist either in theory or because of other reporting on those projects, like there's going to be a sequel to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So... Could we maybe get an announcement and with Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings premiering on Disney Plus on November 12th, Disney Plus Day, great time to formally announce a sequel and maybe even give it a release date. Or you have something like Captain America 4. We all know it exists, and it's just a matter of Marvel making it official, maybe giving it an official title, because I don't think it's going to end up being called Captain America 4, and a release date would be great. That's one where, if they have it, if they've made a deal, maybe announce the director of the next Captain America movie, which, of course, is going to star Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson. And if there's anything else they can share about that movie, I know we would all uh, appreciate learning whatever it is we can. But Captain America for some sort of formal official thing from Marvel Studios acknowledging that movie, that seems likely for Disney Plus Day, whether it's in the special or it's just part of some other announcements that they make throughout Disney Plus Day. Uh, number three on my list 
is movie footage. So yeah, I, I don't feel super confident in this because there's nothing there's nothing official that says we're going to get this uh, like we have a Marvel Studios special that we know is going to be talking about Disney Plus MCU Disney Plus series past, present and future. Movies were omitted from that. So either they are going to be part of it and it just wasn't mentioned for whatever reason in the official description or they are going to be part of Disney Plus Day just elsewhere in the other events, whether that's across social channels or other specials that are on Disney Plus or, or anything anything else that may happen during that day. But some footage from movies, because I, and I know that Disney Plus Day is obviously going to focus heavily on Disney Plus, and that would make sense to focus more on series which are completely exclusive to Disney Plus. I understand all the reasons for that, and from a business perspective, I would certainly agree with them. But these are movies that are still huge selling points for Disney Plus because this is where they end up. Even though we're talking about Marvel movies that are going back to having theatrical exclusive windows, that's great, but they're still going to end up on Disney Plus. They are still selling points for Disney Plus and start of building hype for that streaming platform. And they are big, flashy ways to do that. So movies, I think, are going to factor in somewhere. And footage from movies is always the most fun besides just getting the movies themselves. So what movies can we realistically expect to see some footage from during Disney Plus Day if we get any movie previews at all? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, great time to drop a teaser trailer for that movie. It lines up maybe a little early, but it still lines up well enough with having a trailer that would be out and ready and attached to Spider-Man No Way Home in December. And also, while Eternals is still enjoying its run in theaters, people who go see the movie a little bit later can see the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer, uh, unless they surprise us and they drop a teaser trailer for Multiverse of Madness sometime uh, in advance of the release of Eternals. So I guess that's still possible in the in the week between now and then. But uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it's due for a teaser trailer sometime within the next uh, month or so. And why not go ahead and, and drop that on November 12th for Disney Plus Day? Thor Love and Thunder. They are in the midst of additional photography for Thor Love and Thunder, but that means they finished principal photography, which means they have enough to deliver a teaser, sizzle reel, first look, whatever you want to call it. Some footage from Thor Love and Thunder would be amazing to get. I mean, I'm so excited about this movie. I mean, I say so excited about this movie, like I'm not so excited about every single Marvel Studios movie and Disney Plus series. You know that I am. But Thor Love and Thunder, to get a, a look at Taika Waititi's follow-up to Thor Ragnarok, as great as that movie was, you know, he's promising a movie that's even crazier, and bigger and crazier, and just completely wild with Thor Love and Thunder. And I want to see a little bit of that during Disney Plus Day. And among those things I would want to see within a sizzle reel or whatever from Thor Love and Thunder, what if we could get our first look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher? If we could, even if it's not moving footage and it's just a still or a character poster or whatever it is, or maybe it's a teaser poster for the whole movie, but if there's something that they would be willing to show of Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, that would be so awesome to get during Disney Plus Day. Uh, and then going on down the rest of the line of, of movies where maybe footage would be possible, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, 
They have been in production for a few months, and so it's possible. Marvel has been able to get sizzle reels and footage together for Comic-Con with less amount of time uh, from when a movie started production. So it is definitely possible for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And one of the other things they can do with this as far as showing us footage, it's not like the options are limited to teaser trailers and sizzle reels. There is another, and that option is to take us behind the scenes. A behind-the-scenes featurette is possible for any of these things, uh, and certainly for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, I mean, if it's not going to be teasers or sneak peeks or whatever in the sense where they're showing us the types of shots that we would see in the final movie, I mean, that's possible for all of these movies that I've listed so far, including Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But at the same time, there is the option for each and every one of them to focus more behind the scenes. And I would say that perhaps is something that becomes a little more likely for the movies that are a little bit further out on the calendar. But Black Panther Wakanda Forever, that could go either way as far as showing footage or just going more behind the scenes. And maybe if they're going behind the scenes, I don't know that this would be something they're ready to do on Disney Plus Day, but it's possible. I I don't want to just completely dismiss it and then it happens and I didn't mention it at all because then I don't look very good at what I'm doing here. But my insecurity aside, if there's going to be a new Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we know there's not going to be another T'Challa. They announced that during that they're not going to recast during Disney Investor Day last year. But knowing the history of Black Panther in the comic books, which of course points to Shuri becoming the new Black Panther in the MCU, but the MCU has its own mythology and it, well, it's possible that Shuri will be the new Black Panther. It's also possible another character like Okoye or Nakia would be the new Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe if they're going that route at all and that somebody else is going to carry the mantle of Black Panther going forward in the MCU. If that's going to happen, is that something they would announce during Disney Plus Day? It almost feels like it's if there is going to be a new Black Panther, that it's such a special thing that it almost deserves to be its own announcement somewhere else as opposed to part of an event where there may be several announcements. But there's also something to be said for here's a moment where all eyes are on it because everybody's expecting a bunch of announcements and maybe it becomes the most talked about announcement coming out of Disney Plus Day. I could see it happening. I, I wouldn't necessarily put very strong odds on it happening. I wouldn't put any odds on it at all because I don't even know how to calculate the probability of that, but it is possible. And I think whether or not Marvel decides to do that during Disney Plus Day, it would, of course, depend on a number of factors. One of those uh, that would have to be of primary concern is whether or not that's a major plot point in the film as far as the reveal of who the new Black Panther is going to be. Like, if we're not supposed to know that until we see the movie, then obviously they're not going to announce it ahead of time. But if it's something that happens early enough in the movie and is really just part of the main story where there is a new Black Panther and this story is them operating as the new Black Panther, well, that's all stuff that trailers would reveal. And if you're not going to be able to hide that in advance of people seeing the movie, then you really could, in theory, announce it at any time 
including Disney Plus Day. So that's why I will keep it on the list of possibilities uh, of uh, a little piece of news that maybe could be revealed via footage if we get anything from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But even without footage, that is an announcement that could be made. I said I was going to cram a lot of things in here. And yeah, I'm cramming a lot of announcements into all of my hopes here for footage. And so the next Marvel movie after Wakanda Forever is going to be the Marvels. They have been in production since summer, so they could turn around some footage from the Marvels. Totally possible and would fit in really well to work in conjunction with some hype around Miss Marvel to announce a premiere date for the series, announce or not announce, but reveal a trailer from the series. Oh, and here's also a little sneak peek at where you will next see Kamala Khan in the Marvels with Captain Marvel, uh, of course, Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau. That seems like it would work out pretty well to me. It makes sense in my head. All of these things, though, make sense in my marketing mind because it's really just me listing off things that I I really, really desperately want to see as soon as I possibly can. But I think a lot of you can relate. The Marvels would probably be the last movie, though, that has... Well, I guess it's not the last one that has the possibility of footage. There is one more, but next up on the calendar, as we know now, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They haven't started production yet. So there could be some type of announcement video with the cast or or something like that. A little bit of early behind the scenes stuff is maybe something that they could show. Um, But that would be it. There's not going to be any footage from the actual movie because they haven't started uh, shooting it yet. So there's nothing to really show us from that standpoint. But Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, just based on actors' social media accounts, Seems to be in production, has been for a little bit. So it's possible that footage could be shown, but I don't think that would be very likely. Certainly not as likely as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think I would put the Marvels and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania firmly in the wild card category for movie footage. And in general, Movie footage has to be in the wild card category for Disney Plus Day because there's nothing that's been officially announced that suggests we're going to get any of it. We're just basing this on the general idea of Disney Plus Day, our hopes, our wishful thinking, and also just basing it on what we remember from Disney Investor Day last year and thinking this is kind of the time to show off some of that stuff, uh, not just the Disney Plus series, but also the movies, even though. Uh, As I've said, they are not promised in anything we've officially received from Disney thus far. Number two on my list of hopes and dreams for Disney Plus Day is brand new, or they are, brand new entries on the Marvel Studios slate. So how about some brand new stuff that gets announced? Whether it's stuff that has been discussed, whether it's formally or informally in interviews, but we don't have the full announcement with the title treatment and everything like we got for a lot of the new series that were announced, whether that was at a D23 Expo in 2019 or Disney Investor Day last year. We know there are some that are already in development or even advanced stages of development. We know there's going to be an Echo Disney Plus series based on the character played by Alakwa Cox in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. We know there is going to be a series based on Okoye, and that was, uh, we had originally known that as a World of Wakanda type of series as part of an overall deal 
that Ryan Coogler has with Disney. Well, it looks like that's going to be an Okoye series, but Disney could make it official on Disney Plus uh, on Disney Plus Day. And speaking of another one to make official, there were reports uh, a few weeks ago that, of course, an Agatha Harkness spinoff series from WandaVision is in development over at Marvel Studios. They can make that official on Disney Plus Day. And then on the movie front, there are... I think Captain America 4 is the, is the first one you look at where there's reports on the tra- in the trades about it, and we know things are moving along, but Marvel Studios hasn't necessarily put it out there with an official title or anything like that, so they can go ahead and add that to the list as far as making it really and truly official with Cap 4 uh, on the movie front. But there are other things, right? Like Thunderbolts, this seems to be something, and Young Avengers... And I don't know if these are going to be two separate projects or maybe they're going to develop them to be part of one project and it's Young Avengers versus Thunderbolts. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing they could just be separate things and then eventually do Young Avengers versus Thunderbolts if you really wanted to. But we see the seeds being planted for both of these types of projects and these different team-ups within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so if they want to actually say officially that yeah this is what we're doing and here's the project where you can see that culminating or at least see a culmination type of event that will of course get even bigger and bigger from there the only question i have about each of those projects though whether is whether or not they're actually going to exist in the way that we're kind of expecting them to but aside from that the other question is are these movies or are they disney plus series so with thunderbolts it could be a movie but it could also just be a disney plus or i shouldn't say just it's awesome if it's a disney plus series it could be a movie or a series same thing for young avengers these stories these characters they would support either format it just comes down to the specific story that marvel studios wants to tell and so if marvel studios really is planning on making a movie or series about Thunderbolts and or Young Avengers, either one of those could make for a really awesome surprise announcement during Disney Plus Day. Not at all the type of thing that I would count on, but this is a chance where I just get to dream, and so that's what I'm doing, which is not to say that my dreams are limited to Thunderbolts or Young Avengers. I'm just basing that on what it appears Marvel Studios is building to in some of the things that we've seen this year and in years past and other things that we know are on the way. So I have those on the list, but also what I would throw on the list is the unexpected to announce something where we had no idea this was on the way, not even an inkling of something, not because there was there was no rumor about it, or if there was, the rumor went away and everybody forgot about it, or it was a thing, and it's not a thing where we've been able to pick up on it in the stories we have seen in the MCU. Uh, like the Thunderbolt and Young Avengers examples, um, or rather being the opposite of that, where we haven't detected it. We haven't sniffed it out. We had no idea that this was on the way. And then Kevin Feige announces something during Disney Plus Day, whether that's a movie or a series, and we just had no idea of its existence until he told us on Disney Plus Day. That type of announcement, I mean, those types of announcements tend to be the most exciting. Like, everything was great during the Marvel Studios Hall H panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Every single announcement was wonderful and exciting. But then when you go into Hall H, and I was there that day, 
Went into Hall H that day expecting a lot of stuff from Marvel Studios, and we knew they were going to make a lot of announcements. But we had no idea that they were going to announce a Blade movie. Much less did we have any idea that they would announce Mahershala Ali, two-time Oscar winner Mahershala Ali, was going to star in the Blade movie. We had no idea about any of that. It was completely shocking, and that's why it went on last. It was the big splashy announcement that ends the panel that closes things out and sends everybody out of the room completely buzzing and you know there's no physical room to send anybody out of with disney plus day but a big splashy announcement like a brand new project that we had no idea was in the plans in the works in development from marvel studios that would be really really special and even if it's something where okay, we kind of know that some things are in development because they just kind of have to be. Like if maybe Disney Plus Day is the day where we get for the very first time an official announcement pertaining to mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there is a setup for that, at least potentially in Deadpool 3. So we know that Marvel is making a third Deadpool film. They didn't make the first two, but they're going to be making the third one. And so filling in the blanks, Deadpool 3 could also go in there. And if it does, or even if they don't give it a specific release date, just officially acknowledging Deadpool 3 during Disney Plus Day, that could be something that that could be something that allows Kevin Feige to expand on the idea and just, oh, by the way, while we're talking about Deadpool 3, Wade Wilson just so happens to be a mutant, and a lot of the characters in this film are mutants. And we have something else involving mutants, whether that's a movie, a series, or a movie and a series, or multiple movies, multiple series, whatever combination of uh, it may be, for Kevin Feige to have an opportunity to say, here's the way you're going to see mutants in the MCU initially, Deadpool 3 and blank, or perhaps blanks for multiple projects, blank and blank and blank. I just don't want to get too far ahead of myself on that, despite having just done so. Because I I still feel like Marvel Studios is not in a rush to get mutants involved. And I think part of the reason why they've held back on any announcements about mutants is because I think they know that once they put out the official announcement, the countdown clock begins, at least in the minds of fans, where they start looking for and expecting everything to be mutant related or or tying into this throughout the marvel cinematic universe and you don't need mutants collectively being the new mephisto of the marvel cinematic universe so I, i think marvel is going to take their time with mutants not just creatively but also in terms of announcements so while i do put it on the list of things that could be mentioned or announced on Disney Plus Day, that's mainly because of Deadpool 3, Uh, and I think there are plenty of other things that Marvel could do to deliver the unexpected and have a big, splashy announcement that we did not expect going into Disney Plus Day. And speaking of big, splashy announcements, the biggest announcement, the splashiest announcement, in my view, the one that I am hoping for, in my number one spot, I don't care about probability at all. I don't care how likely this is or isn't. I'm just dreaming, and I would love to be able to, on Disney Plus Day, meet the MCU's Fantastic Four. If there was one thing that I could learn, that I could know at the end of Disney Plus Day, 
that I didn't know at the beginning. If I could choose one thing that I would want to know at the end of the day that I didn't know at the beginning, it would be the cast of Fantastic Four. I'm very excited about this, about the Fantastic Four being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Kevin Feige acknowledging them during San Diego Comic-Con in 2019, and then making the official announcement with the logo and John Watts directing during Disney Investor Day last year to be able to announce, because the Fantastic Four, I mean, it's Marvel's first family. They just haven't been able to play in the MCU until now. And I don't know if they've cast the Fantastic Four yet. I don't know if this is a thing that is actually an option for Marvel Studios. It may not be an option yet because they may not have cast everyone yet. And if I were them, even if I've cast three out of the four roles, I'm waiting for the fourth one if I can before I make an announcement. I want to announce the entire first family all at once. So if they have that, if they've done that casting, then I would love for them to announce it during Disney Plus Day. It doesn't mean that I will be disappointed if we don't get it, because I know going into this that this is just me dreaming big and hoping that something like this happens, that we get this information during Disney Plus Day. I don't go into it expecting it to happen. I mean, it's I have it there in the realm of possibility, and it's at least possible enough to be worth hoping for, but I'm not getting my hopes up to the level where I'll be disappointed if it doesn't happen. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff coming out of Disney Plus Day, but my number one thing, if we can get it, would be finding out the cast of Fantastic Four. And some of you may remember the dream cast that I have for Fantastic Four, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, uh, Issa Rae as Susan Storm, the Invisible Woman, uh, Shamik Moore as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, and Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm, the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. That's my dream cast for Fantastic Four, but I'm sure there are several actors who would be great in each of those roles, and I don't even know what's right for each of those roles because I don't know what kind of movie John Watts is making with these characters, although I think the four that I have could do just about anything together. Um, Also, though, I, I remain a huge fan of the idea of William Jackson Harper playing uh, Reed Richards in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But my fan casting aside, whoever they're going to be in the MCU, if their identities could be revealed, the actors' identities who are playing these roles uh, could be revealed during Disney Plus Day, that would just be the coolest news uh, that could come out of that day. Uh, So it is number one on my list, even if it might be the least likely of my top five uh, things that I'm dreaming about, hoping for, uh, for Disney Plus Day. Now, before I get out of here, I did say I would answer a couple of your questions, and I will, beginning with Ryan, uh, but it's really more of a suggestion than a question. Uh, Ryan says, it would be great if you could touch on the World War Hulk talks. So there have been rumors over the past week or so about Marvel Studios planning on making a World War Hulk movie, And this is what the She-Hulk Disney Plus series is building toward. Part of the reason I haven't talked about this so far, well, the main reason is this is literally the first episode of MCU Fan Show that I've recorded since those rumors started going around. But the, the reason why this wasn't a featured topic on this episode of the podcast is because it is, at this point, just a rumor. And while that's not to question anyone's reporting, the source of this rumor is one that I'm not super familiar with as far as having an established track record of credibility 
to where I can say that I feel like we can count on this information. Maybe it's right, maybe it isn't, I really don't know. But if it's not coming from a place where I feel like I, I have to take the news without a grain of salt, whereas this one I totally have to take it with a grain of salt, it's hard for me to comment too much on it. Um, and we really, in general, don't have a ton of time to talk about uh, every rumor that comes out about the MCU on a weekly basis because there are just too many to keep up with. And I usually let them filter out to see which ones actually stick and become relevant news for those of us who are fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I will talk, though, just about the prospect of a World War Hulk movie because I think the question mark that exists for Hulk solo films in general is the issue where Universal had the distribution rights to Hulk movies. Like Marvel Studios could make one, but if they did, that means Universal would get to distribute it rather than Disney. And that was why we weren't getting Hulk solo films and haven't had one since Disney bought Marvel back in 2009. There had been talks that maybe that issue was resolved. We know that it's not an issue, either it was resolved or it's not an issue for Disney Plus because you have the She Hulk Disney Plus series. But if Marvel has the option, and I still put that in there as if, because we haven't heard formally or officially that Marvel can, if they want to, make a Hulk movie that Disney would get to distribute without Universal having to factor in at all. We don't know whether or not Universal is or isn't a factor going forward. But if they're not, and Disney and Marvel is not just free to make Hulk movies, but Disney is free to distribute them for Marvel Studios. If that's the case, then yeah, I'm a huge Hulk fan. So of course, I'm fully on board with the idea of a World War Hulk movie, knowing full well that a World War Hulk movie would be very different in the MCU than it was in the comic books, because the setup for it is completely different. Um, and of course, characters that would or wouldn't be included would be completely different. So I, I really think what I look at from, uh, from that perspective of the potential of a World War Hulk movie, it would be more along the lines of just having something that really celebrates and expands on the mythology of the Hulk. And as a Hulk fan, for as long as I've been a Marvel fan, been a Hulk fan, Hulk was my point of entry to Marvel and Marvel Comics and everything else as a kid. So, of course, I love that idea. So the prospect of something like that is very, very exciting. But as exciting as that prospect may be, I still have to take any and all rumors uh, about this with a grain of salt unless it comes from a place with a, a more established and incredible track record. And of course, for the site that uh, put out this rumor, if it proves to be true, that's a point in their favor in terms of their long-term credibility for any other scoops uh, that they might put out. Next question, and our last question for this episode comes from Tim. Are you more worried about superhero burnout now that DC has some stuff coming? No, not at all, because call it superhero burnout, or as it's been the phrase that's been used for several years, superhero fatigue. It seems like for as long as there's been this massive increase in you know the proliferation of the superhero movie genre, there's always been the talk of this supposedly looming threat of superhero fatigue, that we were just going to turn around the corner and just see or turn a page on the calendar and all of a sudden everybody's bored with superhero movies and nobody is going to watch them. 
I don't really think the audience has a limit collectively, a limit for superhero movies, for superhero-based content. I do think that the more content there is in that space, then certainly quality becomes more important. But we're already in that space right now as far as superhero-based content goes. It's not all successful. It doesn't all make the same type of impact. It doesn't all make any impact at all, but most of it makes something somewhere. But I think what we see is a very competitive environment. Audiences have the appetite. It doesn't mean that everybody is going to go see every superhero movie and watch every superhero series. I don't even watch, well, I, I see all the movies, but I don't watch every superhero series that's out right now. I, I can't do that. I have to choose based on quality. What is actually keeping me engaged, interested as a viewer? And I think that's what the general audience does. That's their process for these things. And maybe their appetite for it isn't as big as mine, but it's still big enough that there will be enough people who would be part, could potentially be interested in each and every superhero project that they have the ability to succeed as long as they're good, as long as the quality is there so that audience, there can be positive word of mouth, whether that's from critics or fellow fans, general audience members, whatever it is, it really is more about the quality of your storytelling. And, and I don't really think audiences are going to make the decision quite like this, but if they were to look at a calendar and say, well, there's going to be nine superhero movies this year, and I have enough time and money to go see four of them. Here's the four that I'm going to see. You would like it if you're a studio to make sure that you have the four that they're going to see. And in that scenario, it actually kind of favors Marvel Studios because they've got would have four movies that are connected and coming from a very well-established studio with a great reputation that they've earned with audiences. So from a Marvel perspective... I think it works out fine, except that's not really, I think, how most consumers think, where they're, they're looking at the year ahead to decide what superhero movies they're going to see. They're looking at it on an individual basis. So this movie's coming out. I either want to see it or I don't. But I think for audiences, what they might be selective in which superhero movies they see versus the ones they don't. But I think they already are, which is why they don't all have the same box office results. But getting to this point where the audience, because now there are nine superhero movies, maybe you don't see all nine, maybe you pick the four that you want to see, but I don't think we get to the point where collectively the audience that's seeing and loving superhero movies now looks at nine movies uh, through on the calendar and says, I'm going to see zero of those movies. Anybody who decides ahead of time that they're not going to see any superhero movies uh, in a given year is already somebody who's refusing to watch uh, superhero movies. So fatigue, burnout, as it pertains to superheroes and, and superhero movies, I don't think it really exists as this collective thing. What it means is that the more there is, you know, the more movies there are, the more series there are, the more content that's out there, you are competing for people's time, attention, their money, but I always view that as a good thing. I think competition brings out the best. Everybody has to bring their best because they know the audience has a lot of options. So you know the audience, generally speaking, has a very strong appetite for superhero-based stories. 
That doesn't mean that it's unlimited, however. So if you want to be among the ones they choose uh, to see, whether that's your movies and or your series, you have to deliver the best possible versions of your story that you can, that you are capable of. The audience demands that and the audience has options. And with everybody having to bring their A game, with everybody having to deliver their best, that only works out well for consumers in the end and for us as an audience. So a more competitive superhero genre is going to be a better superhero genre as far as the quality of the storytelling that we will be treated to from one movie or series to the next. So I'm not worried about superhero fatigue or burnout. I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about pretty much everything that's on the way or most things that are on the way from Marvel and DC while also understanding that not everyone else has to be as excited as I am about everything in order for the genre to thrive. Uh, but it will continue to thrive for many, many years to come. Superhero fatigue or burnout, call it whatever you want, but it's not right around the corner. It can't be because it doesn't exist. And that is where I will wrap up this edition of MCU Fan Show. Please remember to follow us in those places you can. We are at MCU Fan Show on Instagram and Twitter. And then make sure you check out Fan Show Plus for premium podcasts where I'll be talking about more Disney Plus Day hopes and dreams and other entertainment industry news. And yeah, even some MCU stuff if it comes up. Uh, that's all available over at Fan Show Plus. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram for some reason, I am at Mr. Sean Gerber. So for MCU Fan Show, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.